Hi, I'm Larry Gifford, and I have Parkinson's disease. And I'm Rebecca Gifford, Larry's partner in Parkinson's and in life. This is When Life Gives You Parkinson's. This is the second episode of our 2023 series on deep brain stimulation. Larry's surgery for DBS is scheduled for October 24th of this year. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, we encourage you to start there and listen to these DBS episodes sequentially. Pictures and videos are being made available on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Parkinson's Pod. Today, we continue the journey towards DBS by meeting the surgeon, Dr. Chris Honey. Dr. Honey is a professor and head of neurosurgery at the University of British Columbia. He earned his medical degree from the University of Toronto, his doctorate from Oxford. He trained an additional year at Harvard and is a scholar in surgical leadership. I think he's got some credentials. Uh, Dr. Honey's website, drhoney.org, hello, says 1% to 5% of DBS surgeries result in complications, including stroke, infection, and device discomfort. In this next bit of audio, you'll hear us meeting Dr. Honey for the first time. Larry has just finished the off-meds challenge that we discussed in the previous episode. We were talking with Nurse Nancy when there was a knock on the door and Dr. Honey came in. He's tall and thin. He has salt and pepper hair. He's older than he looks, but he's clearly confident and comfortable in his skin. Hello. Hey, Larry. It's Dr. Honey. Hi, Dr. Are Honey. How are you? I'm very well. Nice to put a face to a name. Yeah, same, same. Likewise. How are you? Hi. Nice to meet you, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Chris. Yeah. Nice. So um, all your tests look good uh, for the candidate for surgery. Um, and... The, we talked on the phone, the expectations, mm-hmm. and then um, and the risks. Yep. Do you have any questions? Um, I don't want to be the, the two to five percent. Okay, deal. <laughs> <laughs> Do your best on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we can. We'll try and arrange that as best as possible. <laughs> we um, we certainly um. We have a huge amount of experience, so I've done over a thousand cases, and, um, but uh, you cannot guarantee that there won't be a complication. The com- we can get them as low as we possibly can, right. and our complications are um, very, very low, and um, uh, we take it very seriously. Yeah, the expectations after surgery would be that we're going to try and capture how you were when you were at your best on the meds. The DBS in the STN nucleus functions very similarly to the DOPA medications. So whatever the medications can do, we should be able to do. Only because we're electrical, we can keep it steady 24-7. Right. As opposed to the drugs, which sort of tend to fluctuate a little bit as you get a little bit further into your Parkinson's. And so we're goal post-operatively would be to capture that moment when you were at your best last month, last week, right. yesterday, and try and hold you there. But we can't lift you up better than that how you were 10, 15 years ago. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our, <clears throat> that's our goal. And then once we turn the stimulator up and you're sort of um, riding on the stimulator, you won't need all these medications. In right. fact, you, if you took them, you'd be wildly dyskinetic. So we will back off on your meds after surgery. Whether you come down to no meds or some will just depend on how you respond. Um, our goal is not necessarily to get you off all your meds, although some of our patients are completely off meds and just going on the stimulator. Um, 
most of our patients still are on some meds. And if you're still on some meds, you're still gonna have some fluctuations. And if you do have that moment where your meds just don't kick in, you, you know, you'll still have that sort of postoperatively. Right. Okay. okay. What can I do to prepare myself for the surgery? Um, the some good question. Um, whatever your grandmother would tell you, you know, so sleep lots well, eat lots of uh, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> think good thoughts. I think um, um, there's there's really nothing you can do other than choose your surgeon well in terms of reducing okay. your complications. But um, if you have a positive outlook and you're thinking about uh, you know how how is my life going to improve? What am I going to do once I have these a smoother benefit? That's always a good thing. And um, the other thing that you should probably do is a, a psychological thinking. Don't aim for 100% perfection. Be happy with 90. Yeah. Take what we give you. Don't fuss over that last 1%. You know what I mean? Just take it because Parkinson's is always chipping away at you. Mm -hmm. And this will be a, an unusual opportunity to actually to, to win a bit, to get, to get back. Kind of like when you first went on your meds. Right. Um, but we do have some patients who are... Who are walking down the street and thinking I, I, I'm, my stride length could be slightly longer, let me stop and adjust my stimulator. <laughs> and, and so now their world is focusing on their stimulator instead of focusing outward on their life. You know, right. let, just let us set it and then forget it and, and enjoy your life as much as you possibly can. How long will it take to get it adjusted correctly? Um, if you, most people, you know, a couple sessions, and the the incredible perfectionists forever. <laughs> you know, they're always wanting One something. Millimeter, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Come back and this mm -hmm. and that. So it all. It, it, how many times did you say? say? About four to six weeks to get you know like on a weekly basis coming in to see us where we slowly increase the stimulator, maybe slowly bring down your medications to so get you nice yeah, and even. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we go. If we try and go too fast, you'll get sad because we're pulling away your dopa, and you'll have a you'll have a, almost a dopa withdrawal. Right, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. the people don't like that, and so we got to go a little bit slow. Right, uh, but then once we set you, uh, and you're happy, we'd love to see you like once a year kind of thing. And then as the as the we'll chase you down, we'll chase it. We'll yeah. chase you down. Yeah. So every year we might click click, you know, yeah. click click, just go up a little bit. If as an easy, kind of like increasing your cinemat. Right. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. Okay. Um, what would be next steps then? Assuming good, that eh? the number. Have you had your MRI? Friday. Yeah, beauty. When you have your MRI, please um, um, keep your head absolutely still. Don't move around and blur the images. If you are dyskinetic, say I can't have my MRI right now. I've got to be. Yeah. And, and some of our patients even you know wait and and make sure their meds are low, so they're absolutely mm. stone cold steady, right. and because uh, there's no point getting a fabulously powerful MRI and then you blurring the images with a, with a disconnect. You know I mean? And yeah, uh, I won't do that. for me, the MRI is important because it allows me to visualize uh, targeting and targeting in this situation is everything. Okay. Seeing is just so nice, but we do have the advantage of having these very powerful MRI scans that, that that's just so beautiful to look at. That's cool. Yeah. So the MRI, and then and then it's just wait until it's until surgery. The surgery date is set. Yeah, and it and won't then, be long. I, I don't think so. I don't think we have a long wait between today and your surgery. Okay. So what does that mean to you? What's long? So you're still it's still months. the same timeline as far as end of summer, early fall. 
Yeah, probably. But okay. think into, into the fall right now, she's just been okay. Yeah, so but not like four years or anything. Yeah. Right. You know, right. more like a couple months, three months sort yeah. of thing. It's, it's, it's coming up appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not tomorrow. It, it's like right. coming up. We can still go to Barcelona. Yeah. 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 As long as you bring your personal neurosurgeon yes. with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you. and That's uh, what we do. We're happy to help. Yeah. yeah, we love the happy stories. Give us positive feedback. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I always get a lot of feedback from, you know, the very few people who are disappointed. Right. right. You know, yeah. And then the people who are happy, it's never here for them because they're busy going to Barcelona. So we'll look after you. And uh, I think you'll get a sense of the, the team has done this a lot. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll just, it'll be nervous, you know, having brain surgery why wouldn't you be nervous mm -hmm. right but I think you'll get a sense very quickly that uh, oh yeah these guys have done this before yeah we, we know many people at this point yeah have been through the process yeah. with you, so we've heard many good things yeah yeah we'll do our best it's uh, it's important not to be distracting yep um, sometimes there are very academic patients and they are grilling me during the surgery what are you doing now what's this what would be happening and I, sometimes i have to say i'm going to ask you to just stop and i hope it doesn't sound rude but i really want to focus on what i'm doing i'd like to and now pay attention I'm to your brain about, a little yeah, <laughs> right. i'm thinking about you instead of uh instead yeah. of the the surgery so yeah. um Sometimes well, like I said, I, you get that sort of kind of feedback. Okay. And where there'll be one nurse that's kind of focused on him. Yeah. Be one is of that you? Minnie or Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Really nice. Great. Yeah. You're not allowed to reach up and touch anything here because it's very sterile. So sure. if you have an itchy nose, you need some. You need someone to scratch right. your nose. Professional nose scratch. Yeah. The best ever. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice you. talking you to so you. Much. We'll Great. see you in a bit, eh? Yeah. 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 Nice to looking meet you. Looking forward to looking after you. Thank you. And nice to meet you. I like his swagger. He has the confidence that you want when you're shopping for a brain surgeon. He certainly is confident and he knows he's good at what he does, but I didn't feel patronized or condescended to. Sometimes that comes into the room when somebody who's very good at what they do, especially a doctor or a surgeon, and there was none of that. He had time for us on our questions and honestly feeling good about the team that is going to be inside your brain makes me feel a lot more comfortable with the idea that someone will be, be inside, inside my brain. brain. <laughs> How I'm feeling is appropriately nervous, but because of the confidence in the team, I'm also quite hopeful. Our interactions with Dr. Honey, Nurse Nancy, and the whole team on that day has a lot to do with that. For sure. I mean, I feel much better after that day. We've heard from a lot of family and friends who know someone who recently had DBS or is about to have DBS. So it's remarkable how relatively routine the surgery is becoming. It was even featured on the season four finale of the TV show House. Dr. House volunteers for a still not approved version of the operation to help retrieve memories. It's something one day researchers hope is a reality for Alzheimer's patients. Deep brain stimulation. It's been proven. Electrical impulses applied directly to the hypothalamus can evoke detailed memories. My mistake. Drilling a hole and shooting lightning bolts into an already cracked skull is very restful. It's not fatal at all. Inserting the IPG probe into your ventral hypothalamus. Give me three volts. I think I have to pay extra if I want sound effects with my surgery. That would be fun though, right? 
like little laser sound, Star Wars whoosh sound. <laughs> I think it's helpful that we've talked with people who've recently gone through DBS here in British Columbia with Dr. Honey, and we've also talked with people who live elsewhere, and so we're able to kind of compare and contrast experiences. I find it grounding. Uh, for instance, Tim Hague Sr., he's co-founder of PD Avengers, lives in Winnipeg. Uh, he's being evaluated right now. He's going through each phase prior to surgery as you have done. Larry talked to Tim about his experiences. On Friday, you had your med challenge where you go in to the doctor having not taken your meds for how long? For 12 hours. And how'd that go? Well, it was uh, the, the curtain was pulled back for sure. Like you, you wonder, I, I often wonder what would life be like without my meds, right? But you never go there. But this was an was a necessity. So uh, the last meds I had taken was six o'clock the night before. I was at the doctor's office the next morning at 8.30. And there's no way I could have driven to the doctor's office. And there's no way I could have driven. My legs were just the whole time. My hands just shaking. Hands and arms, everything just stuttering, um, hard to control my voice. And you just moved the whole time. I had a hard time keeping my right foot from the, the heel just banging the floor the whole time. Wow. It was just crazy. You know, you, you do the, the, the tap test. Yes, the tap, finger tap. I, I could get my right hand, my better side, open and close slowly, about like that. Left. Just crazy. When I did mine, I couldn't move it. It was, I was so stiff. Oh, yeah. Um, did you, how did you walk? Well, very slow, much shorter stride, right? I, I could tell that I couldn't get my feet to go wider apart, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not walking right, but there was nothing I could do about it. Internally, how did it feel? Oh, yeah. Good question. I woke up at two in the morning and I had forgotten about that feeling. It, for me, I could see how people could say that it feels like bugs crawling all over you. It was sort of like that, but more, more for me, it was more just under your skin, vibration, like a little electrical, electrical current running all through my arms and torso, and just everything inside, just a, a low-level, slow, fast vibrate. Did you, did you find you had um, the connection between your trying to think of what to do and then doing it like what was that connection like between your brain and your body well definitely foggy the fogginess came back big time and it just took time to process everything right you can you can process it but it's like okay here it comes all right here okay this is what i need to do but super slow like so slow that you'd be really concerned about driving because it's like what do, who's around what's happening what do i need to do next Oh, no, I should have done that a long time ago. Bam. You could easily see something like that happening. And everything just happened so slowly. But when it came time to take the meds, took my meds, and 40 minutes later, I literally walked out and went, let's go. You're ready to, to, to take on the world, right? I felt like I was 90% normal again. What I remembered is normal, normal. Not my Parkinson's normal, but normal, normal. And it was just a freaky feeling. It's like, let's go. This is and then I could walk properly. The full gate, put a little, you know, <laughs> jive back into it. Put a little swagger in your step. They, you do this little test, right? I don't know if you did this one, but the two buttons and back and forth between the buttons as quickly yeah. as you can. Off meds, I did 25, I think, each hand. Uh, with meds, I was 45 and 47. Wow. 
Like it was an incredible difference, absolutely incredible difference. So yeah, it was uh, it was a, a spooky moment, but also just a thank God for Levodopa. Like I can't yeah. imagine not having. You've been it. critical of Levodopa, um, just because it's the only thing we've had. But I have a much uh, renewed appreciation for it. Absolutely, like without it. I, it, it makes me sad to think that only 30% of the people in the world who need levodopa have access to it. Right. And that we are fortunate enough to have it. It's just like, man, oh man, that's stunning. In 40 minutes to go from disaster to fully functioning. Well, Cheryl and I were talking about it after the fact. What would it be like for me not to drive? Our world would shut down because we're a one-car family. She goes to work. I get myself around. It would be a disaster. Like I would suddenly be housebound. I don't know if I could, I doubt if I could ride my bike in the shape that I was in. I doubt if she would let me. Um, my world would, would stop. Well, think about people who are like, oh, you make, make sure you exercise. But if they don't have Levodopa. They're not going to exercise. How, how, how in the world would you exercise? Yeah, you're, you're cooked. Absolutely cooked. So yeah, you take all the people in the world without that don't have access to levodopa, and why they look and and sound the way they do. You know, they, it's unbelievable. So I'm very grateful for for the for having it. So if somebody were to approach you saying, "I'm newly diagnosed, when should I start levodopa?" <laughs> well, when do you want to start feeling better? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, do you want to? Do you want to feel more normal? <laughs> or do you want to keep feeling like you're, you're feeling? Mad respect to the levodopa. Absolutely. Absolutely. I came away just incredibly grateful that these little yellow pills come to us with virtually no no problem. Right. If you have the money to pay for them, they're always there. Get the supply that you need when you need it. So, yeah, just means you get more. Imagine, you know, people talk about putting together advertising campaigns to bring awareness and to battle stigma. What if we just spent all that money on Levodopa and airdropped it around the world? It would be cheaper <laughs> and it would help more people. It helped more people and it would remove a lot of stigma. Yeah. Because all of a sudden people aren't living with all the symptoms that they were living with. It's, it just seems like an unnecessary piece of red tape everywhere that they, they can't get the medicine to the people that need it. Not even unnecessary, inhumane. No, absolutely. It seems for many, it's uh, easier to keep people in poverty and, and beaten down than it is to help them out. Yeah. Tim, thanks. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you to Tim Hague Sr. for sharing your experience. Now, before we wrap up, we want to share three amazing facts about DBS. DBS was first approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 1997 for Parkinson's disease. But since then, it's also been approved for other conditions like essential tremor, epilepsy, and dystonia. And DBS isn't just about addressing motor symptoms. It can also help with non-motor symptoms like depression anxiety, and cognitive changes in some patients. Some recent studies have suggested that people living with obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, or Tourette's syndrome may benefit from DBS surgery. Dun, dun, dun. Our final amazing, amazing fact. 
Unlike some other brain surgeries, DBS is reversible. If a patient experiences adverse effects, the device can be turned off or removed. This also means that if new and better treatments are discovered after having DBS, you can remove it so that you can try those. In the next episode, we will talk to a DBS patient who has had her device removed. In the meantime, if you have questions about our DBS journey that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, please click the link in the show notes to record a message for us or email us at parkinsonspod at curiouscast.ca. When Life Gives You Parkinson's is a Curious Cast production. Our presenting partner is Parkinson Canada, where people with Parkinson's are at the center of everything they do. Parkinson Canada funds critical research, provides information and support, raises awareness, and advocates for improved healthcare outcomes for people with Parkinson's across Canada. Learn more at parkinson.ca. And don't forget about PD Avengers. It's a global alliance of people with Parkinson's, their partners and friends, united in the cause of ending Parkinson's disease. Check out the latest Parkinson's news, events, and free exercise and wellness portal with access to thousands of hours of free classes live and on demand at pdavengers.com. We would truly appreciate it if you could share this podcast with someone. That personal recommendation is the most effective way to grow our audience and raise awareness of Parkinson's disease. Keep positive. Keep exercising. Keep listening. We'll talk to you next time. Parking is an absolute nightmare around here, isn't it? I've reversed into the tiniest of spaces. Still, I managed it. I mean, parking is not exactly brain surgery, is it? <laughs> and I should know. <laughs> Why is that? Are you a doctor? Careful. Not a doctor. I'm a brain surgeon. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah, I actually know a joke about this. What's the difference between a doctor and a brain surgeon? One's not exactly brain surgery. The other is brain surgery. (laughs) 